0: Welcome to the Freshly Squeezed Podcast. This is a creative project dreamed by Brooks Coker and Jacob Hall to highlight and share how we see God working through faith, friendship, and creativity. We hope this episode will add some encouragement and peace to your day. We had such a fruitful conversation with our friend Kaylee Grace, and we're splitting it up over two episodes. Please enjoy Part One with Kaylee Grace.
1: back everybody this is freshly squeezed podcast and we have kaylee grace today and we're going to be talking about um a few things just talking about her her story a little bit her testimony and uh, different creative things that she's working on um, including a podcast but then we're also going to be touching on the subject of peace Mm -hmm. Um, we're continuing a fruit of the spirit Which this was unintentional, and probably no one else thinks this is cool, but uh, freshly squeezed orange, and it's a fruit, and we're talking about the fruits of spirit. It just yeah, we are. It
0: just (laughs) makes me happy. So (laughs) yeah, we are. I feel like that analogy was kind of at the beginning of kind of our thoughts of putting this together. Um, Mm -hmm. The analogy of fruit and growth. um, Yep. And hopefully, we'll continue to tie it in. At times. Um, But I am very excited to have Kaylee on. Um, We were connected a few months ago by a mutual friend, Gage Lance, who was also on the podcast. Uh, Go back and listen to to that episode. Shout out to
2: Gage. Yes.
0: (laughs) Shout out one time to Gage. Uh, Quick, uh, in five seconds, name five things you like about Gage. (laughs)
2: Oh. Cool things about Gage. Five five seconds. Five Um, seconds. Holy cow. Wow. That's so much pressure. Um, He's really extroverted great at communicating with people i think that's a gifting of his Mm -hmm. Um, he's super fun always creating really fun moments and um he can get along with anybody of any age which is really cool doesn't just hang out with young people but like he really Mm -hmm. vibes with my my parents too (laughs) and um great singer great songwriter makes really great music how many have i listed now (laughs) i have no idea
1: i think that was four probably i think that's four it's Um, close
2: enough or
1: one more one
2: more let me see um, ooh, I don't know if I can think of any. I think like, I
0: <laughs> that's totally fine. There's
2: probably so much more. Actually, he's really great at preaching. When he gets in yeah. front, of, like, front of a camera and starts talking, he's got some great things to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go, yeah. Gage. <laughs> we there love you go, Gage.
0: <laughs> there you go, man. Oh, get um, a big head. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that re- the reason I you totally didn't make the time limit, but that's okay. Um, there's grace there um but that was a game we used to play at summer camp we would sing a little song that i'm not going to sing right now um but oh it's called gosh. the five
1: i don't know if game. we can let you off the hook there even yep. if we don't put it in the podcast i'm pretty sure you
2: have to see those that. like time games are the worst they're so like just the pressure that you know that you're being timed yeah it just makes it like you're you can't like any
1: fruit you're like mm-hmm. uh, yeah
2: think of yeah. One. Uh, yeah. Ch- uh, yeah chicken <laughs>
0: yep, but I would always like slow the time down for the campers that were struggling. I'd be like five, you're like five and a half. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes,
2: I, I would have appreciated that <laughs> one of your kids.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm so so glad we got connected and we've been talking about podcasts and stuff. And uh, Kaylee just started a podcast that we'll get into. Um, but I just found out that we have even more cool friends in common, which is awesome. Uh, we, I guess we both grew up in the same area of Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun fact, Jacob grew up in Springfield, Pleasant Hope, Missouri.
2: Missouri. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Would you guys go up to, uh, I know Brixton, did you go up to Silverwater City?
2: Oh, that's Ever? my childhood. My whole oh, childhood. My goodness, yeah. Yes. There
1: we, go. <laughs> we always get the uh, season passes and yep. ride, ride. Oh my gosh! What is it? Wild eagle? No, it's not. Uh, um, no wildfire.
2: Wildfire. wildfire. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Man, yes. I feel
1: like I just let Springfield or Branson down. Um, <laughs> wildfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wildfire and fire in the hole. And oh my oh, gosh. Oh yeah, yes. I loved
2: that place. It's like there's so much nostalgia there now. Yes. Like time we go back, it's like oh, uh. but it's also okay. like you've ridden everything so many times that it's not that fun anymore. It's
1: it's, it's all about the nostalgia now yep. and all of the yep. super like horribly unhealthy. What are those things called? Funnel cakes. And
2: foods, yes.
1: <laughs> All, <laughs> All the southern
2: food, yeah.
1: Frozen lemonade and, um, and apple cobbler. And, oh yeah. my goodness! Yep. Uh, one thing I think I tried to describe this maybe before, but what reminds me of of silver silver silver, silver dollar city, <laughs> aka steal your A dollar city. city. Yep, <laughs> is is hot um, concrete when it rains. Mm. I don't know why that reminds me of i know i know maybe that didn't even make any sense but no, i know exactly I smell, what you're talking about when i smell like concrete that has just been raining but it's steaming hot it's it reminds me of silver, silver oh, that like tar gonna,
0: that like hot tar smell too yeah okay and, yeah I, I i hate yeah. the, i i don't like the smell but it does remind me of silver dollar city yeah and for
2: me it's when like i smell lots of different foods you know like when you're like driving down a street and there's all these like um, smells coming mm-hmm. from the restaurants that's what yep. reminds me of silver dollar city yeah all the food smells
0: did you guys yeah. ever go to uh uh mm.
1: no dixie no? stampede i've been
2: there <laughs> yes uh, yeah. i went there yeah. recently
1: oh yeah <laughs> oh, have you did you get I your own it. little mini chicken
2: um no oh did wait you- like they put it on your plate and you eat it yes, yes. yeah yeah yes. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah.
1: Not i thought, you meant
2: like, like a live pet? chicken yeah <laughs> <laughs> because when we were kids my parents they got called like up this is back when they had um like visitors go into the show they oh, got yeah. called up and they had to ride a not a flamingo um an ostrich Ostrich. they had <laughs> oh, to ride an God. ostrich yeah and there was like wow. oh, there's like live animals and stuff is they
0: had to or they, they got, got to. to
2: like they were chosen i guess out of the crowd like i don't really think you have a choice if you say no
0: yeah they were forced know. to ride an ostrich yeah that seems dangerous
2: yeah,
1: they don't,
2: they don't do it anymore for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: That's wow. Yeah, at That's least in here here, and here. Okay, you just <laughs> signed your life away. Ride the ostrich. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, fun fact. Man, we're yeah. just like going down memory lane of Branson. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, whenever I was in Allstate Youth Choir, so this was for uh, all the AG churches in Arkansas. You could try out for this gospel choir, and we toured uh, Arkansas during the summers. I was in that choir with Gage Lance, Jake Lance, Gage's younger brother, Austin Hazelton, and Josh Hoover, and many others that live in the Fable area, mm-hmm. um, and we we got to sing the pre pre show of Dixie Stampede.
2: Oh my so, gosh, was- that's awesome! <laughs> so <laughs> you probably not felt the like but highlight the of your life at that time. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. And then, um, but yeah, and then they have they have basically Pigeon Forge. In Tennessee is kind of like a bigger Branson, and they have a Dixie true. Stampede here as well. And bigger,
1: Branson. but
2: it's
0: not as cool. I don't, think, no. I don't know if it's
1: bigger. It
2: can't, can't beat the original.
1: <laughs> no, Branson's always going to be. Well, Branson's more spread out.
0: Mm-hmm. This is true. This it's is more, true. uh, Pigeon Forge is the everything's like really close together, right? Yeah, but yeah. Well, true. well, Dollywood is
1: bigger than, um, Steal Your Dollar City. I don't know about that.
2: I've never it been is. there.
1: I kind of feel like I have, I actually don't know, but I kind of have this like pride <laughs> that welled up just now and I don't want it that to be true.
2: Dude. I'm
1: pretty sure City is bigger and better. Kaylee, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself um, and uh, your story, who you are?
2: Yeah. Um, where do I start? I guess I always like to start with the fact that I'm, I'm a PK. I was raised as a pastor's kid. Um, so that just like, gives you a good picture of what my my upbringing was just like being in the Mm -hmm. church a lot going with my dad everywhere um, going to different conferences just sitting in church a lot and getting to be exposed to a lot of um, different people different types of people different types of cultures and church cultures Mm -hmm. and I loved it I thought it was so much fun and so yeah I being a PK I like gave my life to the Lord really young age I think I was like four yeah, mm. probably four. And I remember, like, asking Jesus to be in my heart mm-hmm. and, you know, not understanding everything, but, like, loving Jesus. And, um, yeah, I never looked back since I was four years old. It's just been, like, a, a fun and a long journey with the Lord. And so, yeah, that was my, That's like, crazy. earlier upbringing. And um, now, like I, as we said before, I live in Springdale, Arkansas, not Fayetteville, but Springdale oh, okay. and yeah, I just work and do a lot of creative things here and um, you know, just trying to pursue my creative passions and um yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Do you have any siblings? Did you grow up with any uh
2: Yeah, I have two sisters, um, one older, one younger, and okay. yeah, three girls.
1: That's what I was trying to figure out if you were mm-hmm. the middle child and what that looked like yeah. with the dynamic of being a pastor's kid, because mm-hmm. everyone knows there's either really like goody two-shoes mm-hmm. pastor's kids and then there's like crazy off the wall.
2: Are, yeah. they,
1: are you serious? They're pastor's kids. Yeah. But like, um, I don't know if you can self-diagnose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, for pastor's kids, missionaries kids. Yeah. I was the middle child and I feel like when you're the middle child, that just kind of forces you to be like a, a the peacemaker role in the family because um, you're just kind of caught in the middle. And so I don't know, I don't really think I had an option. Like I just <laughs> kind of just like naturally fell fell into that. Um, usually, you know, the older sister and the younger sister, if they were fighting, I would be in the middle and be like, Okay, really? like how can we resolve this, you know? And I I just hated things that interrupted peace, that disrupted my peace. I hated mm. conflict. And so oh, wow. yeah, I think I my parents like called me a peacemaker from a young age and I don't know why, I guess it was just part of being the middle child and just also I'm a four on the Enneagram and I think I was as a kid too. So mm-hmm. just having like this, uh, I was a big feeler and had a lot of compassion for people's mm. feelings. Um, And and part of that was like when people were hurting, like wanting to see them experience peace um, yeah. as well. And so that was just, that was in me since I can remember.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and I was uh, – I, I mean, I'm a middle child as well.
2: So you and, get uh, it. When you're,
1: well, <laughs> I, I mean, I do – when I'm older, as I'm older, I feel the same thing that you're explaining now. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I was almost the exact opposite.
2: Really? I would like
1: – I would instigate. I would instigate. <laughs> oh, you're the, the instigator, uh, yeah. The uh, honoriness. Um
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was very much me. But but now that you say it, I think now that I've had like – grown up a little bit and understood different parts of who I am. That is, that is a lot of who I am. I want peace all the time. Like I really do. Like if there's Mm -hmm. something, some sort of tension, I can't just not think about it. I have to like, I have to talk about it. I have to bring peace uh, Mm -hmm. between whether Mm -hmm. it's like something with me and Taylor, my wife, or something with uh, me and some person. I don't even really know that well. Like I want them to know that I care and I can't let it go until, until they know it. Yeah, I know my heart, you know,
2: that's beautiful. That's interesting that you like as someone who wants peace, you're drawn to want to address the conflict like you want to work that out. Whereas Mm -hmm. for me growing up, because I always wanted the peace when the first like sign of like growing into my adult years, when the first sign of conflict would come, I found like, oh, my gosh, I want to shut down because this does not feel peaceful Mm -hmm. at all. And so yeah. I think, yeah, it was a, it was kind of like a weakness for me on the other side of it, it was like, I didn't know how to work through conflict at first because it just made me shut down. Like I just mm. wanted to stay in a place of peace and you have to work through something that doesn't feel peaceful in the moment in order to get to the peace. And so yeah. that's been a journey of learning that as I've grown into adulthood.
1: Yeah, like you know something's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you know that it's there, but until you like pinpoint it, and you're able to like, just, you're, otherwise, you're just kind of feeling around of a bunch of stuff and you're trying to like, figure out without pinpointing what exactly you're trying to figure right. out. But then when you like, you know, point it out and you understand it, then you can either learn to cultivate it or if it's something that's not, <laughs> that shouldn't be there, like just take it out completely. Yeah. But yeah. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, you mentioned, um doing a lot of creative things and you love uh, the creative scene, but what, what's some of the stuff that you, you like doing?
2: Um, So I think the thing, the creative thing I've been doing like the longest is songwriting and um, yeah, doing music, writing songs. My, my passion is like songwriting, not performing or like any of that stuff, mm-hmm. just yeah. like, the craft of writing a song, which I've been doing. I think I started that when I was like 13 years old. I taught, I picked up a guitar, like taught myself how to play and, mm-hmm just, just fell in love with it and started writing songs then. And yeah, now I'm, I'm turning 25 this year. I've been like writing songs since then, um, wow. you know, in different seasons, it looks different. You're sometimes you're writing a lot of songs. Sometimes you're not writing any, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's been a, just a creative way um, that the Lord speaks to me often. Like I'll, I'll write a song thinking that it's for someone else. And then like all mm-hmm. go I'll walk into a very hard season where I realize that I need that song. I needed that song and it was actually for me. Wow. Um, yeah. And it's like that's the Lord cool. is like, here, I gave this to you. And now like you thought it was for, for someone else, but I'm giving it back to you. Um, so it's a, wow. a creative way that I've expressed like how, what I'm going through or how I feel, but also a way that the Lord has creatively like spoken to me hmm. in return. And so, yeah, that's a creative thing that I love. Um, another, another, just any expression of creativity really is like my, my jam. Um, but yeah, I'm starting a podcast. That's just another way to like creatively create content, which is fun. Mm-hmm. That's a new thing. Um, and then, yeah, I'm in uh, interior design school, which I thank the Lord I've always wanted to do something creative. And so I never fit into that like college or school box where I could find mm-hmm. something that really felt like it was for me that I really enjoyed. And so I tried so many different like schoolings, and then I'm finally now in, in design school, and it finally feels like, oh my gosh, I finally found that thing that that I just really enjoy, and that is feels like I come alive when I'm doing it. And um, yeah, and that's just that's new, new designing yeah. yeah, it's really fun.
1: Which give your, give yourself a plug for that that Instagram that you just started.
2: Um, it's under the the like tag Kaylee and Co. Um, and it's Kaylin co Interior Styling, and yeah, I'm just like sharing the projects that I do or like school assignments that I do. Um, and like learning, um, join me on the journey as I learn how to, um, design things and grow and get better and, and start new projects. So I just invited my friends and family into that by starting an Instagram page.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I think, are you actually doing, um, physical product uh projects or are they um all hypothetical here's what would look good
2: right now for school it's like hypothetical so they'll give you like a prompt of like what an actual client would say and then basically like you have to design a whole um like floor plan house plan renovate a house and it's all it technically is all like online (laughs) things that you're doing um but yeah
1: so you're learning like are you doing like graphic graphic design as well like learning how to place those things inside of a yeah
2: learning a lot a of room. programs it's it's a lot to learn <laughs> but it's really fun yeah that,
1: that sounds like a lot of fun to me too mm-hmm. I mean I don't I'm not the I, I do like interior design mm-hmm. I never I don't I wouldn't say I would like go into that field but it is mm-hmm. really fun to yeah, me I think it's, it's just the to process
0: of,
1: yeah yeah the process of like creating taking a space especially when you Live in that space and just making it feel comfortable. Yeah, because there's a difference. It's not Mm -hmm. some people are like, who cares? You're in a room and there's a comfy seat, but it does. I mean, it really does matter. Yeah, Uh, people feel it whether they think like think about it or not. Like they feel different when something's in order as opposed to in chaos. You know, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, and I think
2: I think that's a really good point. Like for me, it is about like I'm a big atmosphere person, and I think this ties in with like I I love to. Feel at peace, and when mm-hmm. when I'm in a mm-hmm. space where the atmosphere feels like a safe and a beautiful place, I'm more at peace. I'm having better mm-hmm. conversations. I'm enjoying myself more, um, mm-hmm. and just like the kind of conversations you have with people and the kind of time that you spend together, it's like enhanced and it's different than if you're in a space that you you don't feel comfortable in or that right. you don't that you don't enjoy being in. And so it's all just about making that. And it's different for for everyone, whatever that is to you, but. Um, yeah, making it a place yeah. that you enjoy and that you find beauty in, and then um, the life that comes from that place is is really beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think that's why I always love coffee shops. Mm-hmm. Coffee shops that mm-hmm. do it well, like yes. they they make the aesthetic feel great, and it's not just not just about the coffee. I'm not saying it's not about the coffee because it definitely <laughs> is. Yeah. It's a big part. It's definitely about the coffee, <laughs> but the aesthetics of the coffee shop, uh, like the one in Maryville that we mm-hmm. we. We go to all the time Vienna coffee house oh my goodness that place is awesome um but yeah it, i think <laughs> it, i think, it, I think you're me. right that's a that's a really cool thing to physically mm-hmm. um bring order to a, a space mm-hmm. i was i was ironically thinking um praying earlier because um because we're talking about peace today but i i've been a lot of uh I've had a lot of stuff on my mind and haven't felt very peaceful for like weeks, um, yeah. if not months, kind of off and on. And as I was writing, cause I, I write down my prayers sometimes and I was just writing it down and I did think of a room and I said, God, my room is so full of stuff that I feel like I, I can't, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's so full of like just things that are competing for my attention Mm -hmm. that i feel like i have nothing to really hold on to which seems like an oxymoron Mm -hmm. but it's like this like almost like you have so much on your plate that you don't want to you don't even want to start one of them and so i'm like please please god help me reorder my room please help me Mm -hmm. like start fresh Mm -hmm. think about how to like strategically structure this room that is my mind and please give me peace while i do it because i don't i don't want to just like let a ton of stuff in and and not have order to it like i'm tired of that and i think it's because like finding order when something's already in chaos mm-hmm. is really hard unless you start fresh and ask god to like take everything away because if you're trying to build on top of something that's already crazy it's like that show the hoarders have you yeah. ever seen that show yeah. <gasps> it's like they have so much stuff and they're like oh i want more this will make me happy i want this mm-hmm. and this and it just piles up mm-hmm. and they 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 get into this weird mental space of thinking they have uh, they they are comfortable or that it's fine to justify the, the filth that they're in you know yeah um, it's crazy it's yeah. crazy but anyway I think that's a cool rep like example like physical example of probably a lot of people's minds but physically being able to reorganize what you're doing interior design and kind of make a space clean and new that's pretty cool
2: Oh well, yeah, you are right on with that because I, I've i prayed something similar before, but like you mentioned the hoarders, I think when you're seeing all this stuff being hoarded and like built up and built up, it's actually mm-hmm. just an expression of what's going on inside, like mm-hmm. what's going on inside their heart. Mm-hmm. It's like a heart thing, What what we see outwardly, like, for example, say I'm like, becoming so disorganized and I'm so busy and like like clothes are piling up in my space or like you know just it's becoming disorganized it's like uh it starts showing me that like I need to stop and like check inside myself and see you know like like how do I get back to peace and order and yeah I've had times where like okay I feel like like my heart is like entering into a new season or like God's taking me to a new season okay I'm gonna like redecorate this space i'm gonna redecorate my living room or my my room and just like as an example that like i'm moving into a new season and then i I actually feel at home that i'm like in in Mm a new season which is you know just like crazy things like that it's crazy how like even interior design can like relate to to yeah and to ordering the things in our heart
1: yeah, man, that's a really good point. The indicators—I should have seen those weeks ago because <laughs> my office space yeah. is so cluttered. And I—I I seriously, literally said this to Taylor yesterday. I said, "Man, I have you know, I'm sorry about my corner over there, but the office is almost ready. It'll be ready in a couple of weeks. I'm just gonna wait and kind of ignore it for now."
2: <laughs> hey, if the Lord's funny Monday, to wait, you not, wait, you yeah. wait.
1: That's funny. Yeah.
0: No, that's so cool to hear. That's honestly like speaking into uh, some things that I'm experiencing right now of like, um, of like space and clutter, and like Mm -hmm. finding myself like, wait, why is that bothering me? Like, why is Mm -hmm. just that object there, or like uh, just this part of the kitchen bothering me? Um, Like
1: literal space,
0: like literal space. You know, yeah, Um, like literal. Like I was talking to Jacob earlier and like we were going to FaceTime and I was like, actually give me 15 minutes because I needed to like clear my head to do some laundry, you know. (laughs) um, But like it's just a reminder to like pay attention to that kind of stuff, like um, to take care of our minds, you know, to take care Mm -hmm. of ourselves and to recognize like what how we're affected by certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I was listening to a sermon a few months ago um but the pastor a certain phrase like stuck out to me he said like environment is created for relationship yeah so like the lord creates the lord has been very intentional intentional <laughs> the lord has been very intentional about the environment he's created and also like how we are to steward our spaces and like um i know certain mindsets like if you think of like the Sunday service or like um, the gathering of the saints, like uh, I know certain mindsets are like, it shouldn't matter what our room looks like. We could be in a gym with all the lights on or, or people may say like, you shouldn't have to turn off the lights to, or turn down the lights to experience worship. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that environment and how things are like created aesthetically can only add to our experience with yeah the yeah that's like, a good point i think there's times when it can take away like mm-hmm. uh, if if it's too much of a rock concert or like <laughs> yeah. you know the fog machine malfunctions and people can't breathe you know <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but like we need people like you and jacob who are aesthetically minded and and shout out to zach mcpherson he was on the uh Uh, podcast a while ago he's the most aesthetically minded person I know Uh, (laughs) but like we take after the lord who is intentional about environment right so I'm gonna take that with me whenever I pitch a fit about uh how the house is looking (laughs) (laughs) I I I think I think it's it's
2: a balance like like you're saying I think like both can be true or it's not Mm -hmm. what makes us but I do think that god like I think heaven will be the most beautiful place and be full so much detail that the yeah. Lord like like He created it. It was a creative expression mm-hmm. and yeah. just like the way that He made the world. And so I think He He does. He cares about the details and and what they bring to yeah. to life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I think there's a ton of stuff that's beautiful that mm-hmm. the enemy distorts, For and because sure, yeah. I think the people the people who are because I, I'm very guilty of this probably in a lot of things that I'm even unaware of still, but the people who are like, it doesn't matter where, um, or what, or what's happening around you, you, can, you still can worship. And so they take that idea, which may be, may come from a real place of like, yeah, you worshiped at a place that only cared about visuals mm-hmm. that that could be true, but that doesn't, you know, beg the conclusion that all aesthetics or all things are, evil or bad Right. Uh, yeah. when it comes to worship you know it's it's like taking it to the polar opposite and really like you said brooks you said adding on it's like for minds like ours as as far as like wanting that and it's you you feel peace from that like that's mm-hmm. just a way that's God's saying like yeah do like do that enjoy that mm-hmm. because that's something that brings you like mm-hmm. it brings you peace to to display that through the way you worship me. And mm-hmm. so I want you to do that. So anyway, I think it's just like a, a distortion problem. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Last year I was driving, we were driving from Sacramento to Yosemite, which is just beautiful backdrop, beautiful scenery. And the drive there was so beautiful. I remember just staring out the window and like looking at the mountains and the, the, like, wheat fields and like just all the pretty things and i actually saw i was listening to music and i saw this like picture of jesus i was like staring out the window in this field and i like saw him standing there like orchestrating like mm-hmm. with like the the breeze was blowing through mm-hmm. um like the flowers and stuff and i just saw him orchestrating and i just had this like picture of like like how it was for him when he created the world that he found wow. so much enjoyment from it from c- like creating all of these beautiful things and they're all an expression of his heart for for humanity and for people um the way that he he set it up for us to live in a beautiful place and of course it's been obviously distorted since then like you know when sin entered the world and and the enemy always tries to pervert pervert every good thing that the lord Mm. the lord does and so yeah but i loved that picture of just how like even Mm. for me it spoke to me how like music um it's just like a creative way. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I saw, I saw like in my, like I guess it was a vision or just a picture in my head that I saw, but it was like, he was singing. And when he was singing and orchestrating the things were coming to life, like the flowers right. were going and like all of that. And so I just thought it was like God giving me a picture of like what crea- creativity with him looks like. It's like mm-hmm. yeah. a way that we can actually draw closer to God's heart and learn more about his heart in, in mm-hmm. doing that and writing songs and creating beautiful spaces Everything, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's such a cool picture. I immediately mm. thought of August Rush. it's a great movie.
2: I love it that movie. Like movie.
1: He's just like he was literally orchestrating in a, in a wheat field. <laughs> he yeah. was just like and it, that whole scene, like that, like just picture really like brilliant. a little teenage Jesus right there. That's that's a pretty cool,
0: <laughs> Still, That's, a, he, that's a pretty cool scene. One thing yeah. I didn't like about that movie was Robin Williams was the bad guy. <laughs> I, it just hurt my heart because i've never seen him as the bad you know, guy Robin, <laughs> stop it you that have to be the fun is,
2: loving like it makes me cry every time and laugh. Yeah. it's a good film it
1: brings emotion like it's mm-hmm. it's i love i love that about movies movies yeah. that can although it's hard to watch sometimes sometimes you just <laughs> don't want to feel emotion like, <laughs> yeah ah. dude movies
0: That's are such gosh. art too i've been crying yeah, over sure. avatar I just finished. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just finished legend Speci- of Korra*. Okay, and, and yeah. I, specify the movie *Avatar*. Like the no, no, no. Movie no, no. Or the- <laughs> oh no, no, absolutely not. The tall um, smurfs. Or I. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I know Aang. what you're talking about. The cart. is that his name? I call him Ang.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Aang and then Korra. I, I didn't. I was binging it so hard. I didn't realize I was on the second to last episode of the whole series, and then I was like. What? I, I had to finish How it. How fast did you do that, dude? Uh well Korra is pretty short. Um but it's like, you know, you
1: know, 178 hours. Four se-
0: four seasons. <laughs> hey, well, it took me about a week to do Korra. But like I'm I'm gonna be starting work. My life's about to kick start again. So I'm just like, I'm milking these last couple days. <laughs> <laughs>
2: watch all the shows yes you can
1: less responsibility i had one question for for you kaylee Mm -hmm. that i thought of when you first started talking about music you specified that you realized the difference between writing music and then realized you you don't as much like the performing part of it yeah um which i thought that was really it actually made me think of well a lot of areas in my life but i i i Come to the conclusion. Like I, I, I love writing music too. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially did when I was a kid, and I would just write it for fun. And I actually hated showing people. My parents would love <laughs> for me to like well, sing your song, Jacob. And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> like I don't really have a um, great this voice. It's fine.
2: It's not for you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I, I think I took that. Even I don't think it clicked until you just said that. But I think I took everything since i didn't like performing i think i took everything and said i'm not going to do that anymore um when in reality i may still like to write music Mm -hmm. um anyway just a small just a small thing that i thought of but that's that's an interesting thing how did you come to that conclusion was it pretty easy or did you have to like think through that quite a bit
2: i think you know, when, when you like have a, a gift in music or whatever, when you can sing, I think in growing up in a church, people automatically like project this thing onto you where it's like, oh, you you have to lead worship <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: because you can sing, you you have a voice. And I never felt like that I fit into that role, like that worship leader role. And when I would get up on stage, you know, I would try out my dad's church. I, I used to lead like a worship and prayer ministry on Friday nights for college students at the Fayetteville prayer room if you've heard of that Brooks oh um, I have been there yeah you,
0: actually I think that's maybe when I first knew of you because really? Gage would have me we may have even met there okay yeah Gage, Gage helped yeah, me out there a few times I was a big fan of that place
2: mm-hmm. yeah it was great but it was more of just like a prayer room setting and I would I would uh, lead worship there and stuff too but I I I never like that's never where I really came alive and and it Mm. was confusing to me because I was like all these people are telling me that this is what I should be doing with my voice and but where I really came alive where I really felt like close to the father was in writing songs and and just Mm. like the fun and the beauty of it not even to be heard by anyone and not Mm. to be released like Most of the songs in my life will never be released. They were just, you know, like like Mm. a thing with the Lord or a gift from the Lord. And so, yeah, I don't don't really have an answer to that, I guess. It's just like I really enjoy it for the purpose of writing the song.
1: Well, I think that makes a lot of sense Mm because I think I was about to ask at some point, um, You you write music, but Mm -hmm. on Spotify you have one one song out. Yeah, I'm like, where's all? Where's the? Do you have a SoundCloud or is it just something you do live? Or I was gonna ask.
2: Yeah, I have. So I have a SoundCloud. I've released like a few tracks on there. Some of them were just like experiments, like all instrumental, um, just Mm -hmm. like tracks, which was fun to do too. So I have a few on there. I have one song on Spotify, um, which. Yeah, I'm still figuring out what my sound is and, and if like releasing music is something that I want to continue doing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really, I just know, I don't know. I feel called to bring peace through songs mm-hmm. that I write, through the music that I sing, like something I've always wanted to do. Like if if I could choose how I used um, like music, I I would love to go into hospitals and sing over people. Mm-hmm. Like people who are going through something really hard and just need peace. That would be my favorite thing to do is just go like, cause when I sing, people have always told me like, I feel so peaceful mm-hmm. when you sing this or like you have such a peaceful sound. And so I think it is true that with music or anything creative that we, we make, it carries something. It releases something into the world when, mm-hmm. when people hear it, when people see it. And you know, it's like, yeah, as creators, you have to ask yourself, what do I want that thing to be? That, that mm-hmm. people feel when they listen to this. Um, mm-hmm. And then for me, I think it always has been peace. And so, yeah, so I just think of, okay, then who's my audience? Who, who needs peace in their world? And I, I think people who are going through something really hard or just feeling a wow. lot of chaos, that they could listen to it and, and feel that kind of peace. And so I'll, I'll figure out a way one day to, rele- to release that stuff. I have um, one of my big dreams is to release an album called like Lullabies for the Waiting.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: um it'll all be like really um, peaceful and hopeful songs that I wrote while in a long season of waiting where I was Hmm. battling my own health issues and needing answers. And I wrote this collection of songs um, that are all just kind of like lullabies. And um, I think a lot of people could relate to that. I met a lot of people with chronic health issues or just in a long, long battle where they can't see the way out. Hmm. Um, And yeah, I would, I would love to release like a lullaby album for that purpose. Um, when God opens the door for that but yeah
1: I love that I think like what you were talking about earlier orchestrating Mm -hmm. you I think people orchestrate or let let me rephrase that God orchestrates through people yeah different different attributes about himself like peace you can Mm -hmm. orchestrate peace Mm -hmm. because I know people I can I can picture growing up even uh like now people in my life now but just when you go over to their house or when you're hanging out with them, you feel peace
2: mm-hmm. because
1: they they purposely orchestrate p- peace through their life. Yeah, and that's something like that. Taylor, like Taylor and I both want this, but I know I know this is something that's a priority for Taylor. Is like I we want our home to be peaceful. Yeah, that when people come over and hang out, that they just feel peace. They feel at home in our home. Um, and I think that just opens opens the conversation or opens even hearts just to be like, what is what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you're orchestrating um, someone's orchestrating peace or something and when people hear it, like just like music it just op- like it just opens emotion and yeah. then it opens the door for God to speak and the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. speak to people and uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. like it's just awesome to orchestrate something like that. Yeah. Um, And it's
2: something that you steward as well, like you intentionally choose to steward peace in your life. And I think, I don't know the way that like you do that, like some people have come from such um, chaotic, chaotic backgrounds where they've only experienced like chaos or conflict. And Mm. there's nothing wrong with that. But um, so sometimes when they feel peace for the first time, it's like, what is that? Like, what is that? feeling. And it's, you know, when you go visit someone's home and you feel that peace and you're just like, man, I, I want this. And peace only truly comes from Jesus. So I, I love that when we steward peace, it's actually like we're like subt- subtly leading to Jesus because, um, you know, people are like, what is that? And it's like, oh, actually, like this peace comes from the Lord. Yeah. And, um, you know, people crave that. They want that, especially in the chaotic world that we're living in now. I think people want that more more than ever and so i think all of us can practice stewarding peace in our lives and listening to the voice of peace which is jesus mm-hmm. um you know like when we were making decisions or we don't know what to do it's like following that voice of peace you can practice doing that and the more you do that the more familiar the voice of peace will be in your life
1: every single aspect of life can orchestrate peace mm-hmm. the smallest things i remember my pastor Said this in a message once, but he said something like, "A lady came up to him after service and thanked him for the soap in the in the bathroom, <laughs> because she's like, I and she was like getting emotional about the soap because it was it was an expensive it was a nice soap it wasn't just something that you buy from the the dollar general and fill up the soap dispensers and she's like and it wasn't and in reality it wasn't about the soap it's because. She's like, I just feel like you guys care so much about the details that it just <laughs> blessed me.
2: <laughs> I love that. And I'm that.
1: like, I know. And it's just like the smallest mm-hmm. things
2: mm-hmm.
1: point back to Jesus or can point back to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And it comes back to intentionality. You know?
2: Yeah. It's like saying, hey, like you're valued. Like we value you, even mm-hmm. like the soap that you're yeah. using to wash your hands. <laughs> like, I love yeah. that. I think that's like yeah. God's, God's heart for everyone too is like, just to give us the best. And so that can be be seen in those little details.
1: Mm -hmm. Hey, thank you all for tuning in. This is a two-parter, so we'll continue the rest of our conversation next week with Kaylee Grace. In the meantime, go check out her brand new podcast, Share the Gold. This podcast is aimed at having conversations around faith, growth, relationships, and emotional health. She says that our stories are one of the most powerful tools that we have. When we share our stories and our experiences, it opens up the door for others to relate, connect to it, and feel that they're not alone. You can follow her new podcast on social media at share the gold Podcast. Have an incredible week. We'll catch you in the next one. And as always, stay fresh.